Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, and joining me on this episode is Chris Lovett, leadership coach, TEDx speaker, disruptive thought leader, minimalist, author of the book Discovery of Less, and owner of some of the the, the best hair that I've seen in the business, honestly. Uh, simply put, Chris, Chris supports individuals and teams to be less busy and to have more impact i should just add that uh, i've got to know chris a little bit over just the last couple of weeks actually and uh, he's an awesome guy and he's going to be a speaker at the upcoming disrupt hr london event that's disrupt hr london 17 and that's happening on may 9th so we'll be talking a little bit about his session there too hey chris welcome to the show today hey bill thanks so much for having me what an intro i can hopefully get you to do more of those for me that's great best barnet in the business uh okay so beyond my introduction there chris why don't you start by taking a minute and introducing yourself to our listeners yeah thank you bill uh yeah so as, as you said chris lovett um mostly known for being a bit of a minimalist and a someone who focuses on less is more and it all came about by decluttering my life back in 2016 2017 when I had a load of stuff and a load of debt and I literally put my foot in it. That's not a joke. I put my foot in my clutter, which caused me some pain. Uh, Think of stepping on Lego in your bare feet and how much pain that will cause you. And then having to make a decision about why why have I still got all this stuff? Uh, Fast forward, uh, well, up until now, 2023, and it's almost turned into a little bit of a, a career that weird story of decluttering all of my stuff and leaving a career that i was comfortable in now becomes my content and my material so it's breaking that down and letting people know that there's a lot more to life with less so that's basically what i do now is talk about less and how people can get a lot more from focusing on, on less okay wonderful okay so it's one thing to say i need less clutter in my personal life i need to be more minimalist in my personal life but i'm guessing it's um it's a bit of a transition it's a bit of a leap isn't it to take that into the workplace what what made you try the concept of minimalism in the workplace tell us more about that yeah it was uh, again almost stumbled on this really and from going and simplifying my personal life i felt how can i do this at work because they were completely opposite i would go home and my home life would be calm serene a very creative space and then i'd go to work and it would be the opposite it'd be chaos back-to-back meetings inbox that was overflowing just you know piles and piles of tasks and everyone was the same and i wondered whether or not that concept of minimalism and you know only keeping the most important things and the things that added the most value and the stuff that made you better whether i could replicate that at work and so as a little bit of a disruptive experiment i just didn't do some work just to see what would happen and funnily enough nothing happened so i just went to less meetings as well 
just to see it again if there was ne any negative consequence to me or my team or the work and I couldn't find any and no one ever told me about any of it so I started to just share that experience and I said you know guys look you know did you know that if we stopped doing this particular piece of work we would have more time to do the more complex work and also come up with better ideas and over that period that I started to implement that kind of mindset um, my income went up uh, my well-being went up my stress went down uh, I was able to help more people and solve bigger problems and I wasn't doing anywhere near as much as I'd done before so yeah so I kind of told everyone about this and people laughed at me and said you're mad you know and so to them being busy was really important but I became less busy and I had more of an impact so I then took that as a little bit of a moniker and and for well how can i help other people be less busy and, and have more impact and and so yeah so i kind of use that now in my day-to-day -day life you know if the thing that i'm doing doesn't make me better or add any value whatsoever then i question it and ask you know ask myself why am i doing that and so yeah so i literally use that in my personal life and in my professional life as well you mentioned one of the benefits of taking this approach is less stress in your life um just just a quick anecdote on, on my side when I was in my uh the start of my career in my early mid-20s um I used to wear stress as a badge of honor you know I'd, I'd worked for uh, a couple of companies big companies in, in, in media in in London uh London's a very fast-paced place as you know it can be quite an aggressive yeah. business environment as as you know and um that was that was my education and uh stress was at the time, I, I perceived that as a good thing. It meant that I, I cared about my job. And it was only when I got into into my 30s I, and, and maybe had different experiences, I was like, you know what, this is a terrible way of being um, because yeah. because it takes up all of your energy and, and you can't focus in the right directions. What, what, what has it meant for you, Chris, to give it to take out that stress in terms of connecting with folks in your personal life, but also colleagues? Yeah, it's the, the badge of honor. I, I used to wear it as well. Or, you know tell people how busy I was because it was a it, it meant that you were important or in demand or you it was you were needed so it's kind of like a little bit of a, a safety thing say so, oh, if, if I'm really busy I won't get the sack because clearly they, I'm still in demand I'm still needed and kind of relinquishing though that identity or relinquishing those labels of always being busy was really freeing and it allowed me and other people that have kind of followed me on this journey to explore different avenues try different things uh, be more creative and almost like have this thing called like what i like to call that like work insurance because we've got focus on so much change at the moment you never know what's around the corner and what people tend to do is when a, a change or a thing happens we go into reaction mode where we go, right, I need to redo my CV or I need to network some more or I need to I need to do something in response to a, a thing. And it was moving away from that reaction, that knee jerk to a intentional kind of calm response based on all of the time that I'd had gathered before, you know, bringing networking and building connections and exploring different ways of doing things. So I had more ideas and you know the less less cluttered home environment meant that every time i went into my professional environment i was at my best almost 100 percent all the time not every time because obviously the world is 
it's chaotic and things like that. But most of the time I went to work, I was performing at my best, which was able and I was able to serve coaching clients and people who were coming to webinars and sessions that I was running, etc. And what I see today is the opposite. I see people almost dragging themselves onto Zoom back to back every day, working at maybe 50-60%. And we're better than that. Um, you know, people need us, people need leaders to be able to make a difference in the world because the world's changing constantly. We've always got economical upheaval at the moment and social unrest. Loads of things are happening. So you need to be at, at your peak performance, you know, most of the time. So having a calm, a calm-ish um, personal and professional life allows you to be more creative, allows you to have good well-being and allows you to be a bit more cognitive and, and aware of what's what's going on and then responding to any bumps in the road with intention because you've already done the work before so a big reason that i instantly warmed to you is this calm demeanor that you have <laughs> um uh, it's 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 very endearing uh horizontal someone some people call me horizontal <laughs> but but surely even even you chris even you sometimes get riled what 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 riles chris and and in those moments when you're about to get riled <laughs> how, how do the lessons that that, that um, you've learned and now that you share with others how, how does that help you to to stay calm or to deal with stressful situations it's like always comes back to control for me bill uh i used to i used to get riled i used to get riled at silly things like train being delayed or the weather and both on the same morning game over yeah if i was sitting standing at a a train platform uh, waiting for a southern rail train it was raining oh mate that was game over for me but it was all about what the things that i can control we've stuff that we've probably heard before and using that energy to actually change your influence what you can control and then not wasting your finite energy and attention on stuff that is out of your control so in in today's world what i'm currently doing is people's perception of me or how people think or have their their opinion of me i can't control that at all so i don't spend any energy worrying about that um worrying about things has got me to bad places in the past you know i'd spend days kind of going over and overthinking about things that hadn't even happened. <laughs> and, and now I've realized that a lot of that energy I can use and spend elsewhere. So I almost see it as a currency. So I look at something as if I can't control that, I'm going to save that energy currency and spend it elsewhere where I can influence and where I can control. So again, it always comes back to the classic for me, you know, what can you control? And what can you influence and use your energy and attention like currency and spend it wisely. Okay, let's translate that then into uh, your top three tips to help folks be less busy and uh, to, to take back a bit of that control. Yeah, top three tips. Um, I would say be quite experimental. So here's some quick stats for you that might help with some of these. So 21% of workers globally were engaged at work. And that's a lot of us who aren't. And we do a lot of rubbish work. 
but we just do it because it's always been done that way. So tip number one is experiment with not doing a piece of work that deep down you feel doesn't add any value or it's been there for so long and hasn't been changed. I had a, a friend of mine do an experiment once where they just stopped doing a report um, and basically would see what would happen if anyone responded and no one responded. So that was the first month. Then the second month they did it again. And only by month, I think it was month five, did anyone respond and go, do you, do you still do that report? And only then did they say, yeah, I do. Um, but what bits do you need from it? And from that experiment, they then amended it and made it like once every quarter. So it saved them so much time. Um, the second one I would say is meetings. You know, a lot of people are, are stuck in back-to-back -back meetings. Um, I will give you permission right now. You do not need to be at every single meeting all of the time. So again, relinquish that need for being wanted, being needed, being in demand, and uh, not don't go to some of these meetings. So I've got a, a free kind of framework called Minimalist Meetings on my website, which is lessbusymoreimpact.com. You can download it for nothing. And basically it tells you about these five ways that you can deal with meetings, even if you're setting them up or if you're being invited to them and how you can navigate these meeting requests by using a less is more mindset so an example being i can drop by so if there's a two-hour meeting i can drop by for the first 30 minutes and if there's anything that's important that i've missed the host of that meeting can then just drop you a message afterwards uh, alternatively you can be really experimental and just not go and see what happens and if there's any important stuff that comes out of it people can let you know so there's a few things you can do there. And the last one for me is all about saying no. So um, we've got a lot of future skills that we need to learn. You know, a lot of them are technical. But actually, some of the stuff that might help people today and in the future is behavioral. And actually, you know, trying to work out that muscle of no. And there's a recent article that goes back end of 2022 where some scientists actually practiced saying no for a year because they got so many requests to help with help people uh, do talks work on projects things like that they were all really important tasks but they couldn't do them all so they then started to say no and they collected a hundred no's throughout uh, 2022 and then they reported back on how that felt and what they learned from the back of it and obviously they learned that the things that they said yes to they were better for it and actually the things that they said no to Basically, they allowed other people to self-serve. They allowed other people to go and find a different route. So having a request or having uh, something, a question come to you and you being comfortable going by saying, I'd love to help, but at the moment I'm out of all capacity, is so empowering for both you and the other person because it stops them relying on you so much. It means they can go away, try some stuff themselves, you know, maybe even fail forwards or make some good mistakes and you know, look to self-serve uh, and educate themselves so so yeah they're, they're the three i would i would focus on and um, maybe today try one of those and see how you get on okay wonderful chris i'm sorry to say we are already coming towards the end of this particular conversation we've got about two minutes here so uh i'm going to challenge you now to answer the next mm. question in one minute or less okay um, and the next question uh, relates to the fact that you're going to be a speaker 
at the uh, the upcoming Disrupt HR London 17, as I mentioned in my intro. It's happening yeah. May 19th. Listeners, be there or be a rectangle. If you are in the greater London area, come along, please. We'd love to see you. Uh, you can find it on Eventbrite, and there'll be links in the show notes and all the rest of it. Chris, in 60 seconds or less, tell our listeners a little bit about your session at the event. Yeah, thanks, Bill. Uh, being busy is easy. Everyone's doing it. It doesn't make you unique anymore. And if you and your team are super busy all the time, that's not a superhero that you want to be. Superhero never made the Avengers. You don't want to work for a super busy person. Uh, you want to try and be uh, sustainable. So what Less Busy More Impact is all about is sharing some of the psychology behind why we've got so busy all of a sudden, uh, why we are attached to the things that we do, our tasks, our behaviours and cultures and uh, assumptions of the places that we work and even maybe our own behaviours and how to experiment and do less. So there'll be some theory, there'll be some psychology and some wonderful little practical real-time things that you can do to help help you and the people around you become less busy and have more impact in the world. Excellent. Well, I'm very excited to see your presentation, sir. Um, before we do wrap up, Chris, how can our listeners connect with and learn more about you? Yeah, thanks, Bill. Um, I'm mainly active on LinkedIn and Instagram. Obviously, I'm a minimalist, so I don't go on all of the social networks. Uh, LessBusyMoreImpact.com is the website. You can get some free stuff on there. And uh, if you just put Chris Lovett Ted into the googly, uh, you will find my my TEDx talk, which is again the same name, Less Busy More Impact, where you'll hear more about some of the clutter that I got rid of and then where I am today. So yeah, that's where you'll find me. Very good. But obviously following uh, your talk on May 9th, the the, the TEDx will, will slip down in the Google rankings uh, as uh, everybody finds yes. you based on your disruptive hr talk of course hey chris that just leaves me to say for today buddy um i think you're awesome can't wait to meet you in person and, and see your talk on may 9th um, but for today thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the hr chat show thank you sir and listeners as always until next time and uh probably <laughs> with uh, more meaning than, than than many episodes um happy working Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette. And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.